Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Lawrence from Fitness House in High Wycombe, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Really good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to have you here to learn more about what it is that you guys do over at Fitness House. Before we kind of dive down that path, though, give me a little bit of insight into what it was that led to you going and opening up this fitness business. Yes, I mean, basically my whole life, I was into my fitness. I always trained. I did sports at very high levels and was one of those kids that kind of always picked up like a racket or a club or something and was just able to pick the sport up really easily. And then I kind of traveled through my education process and had no real idea of what to do. So I finished school and went, well, I really enjoy sports, so I might as well become a personal trainer. So I did all my qualifications. And then for the past five years, I've been working in big commercial gyms, health and leisure clubs and smaller boutique gyms as well. And then during the pandemic, working outside, having to change my environment so much. At one point, I just went, you know, what? actually, I'd really like to do this for myself and see the rewards myself rather than rewarding someone else. Um, so then I made the decision at the start of the year to open my own facility. And April time, I opened the doors and coming towards the end of the year, we're still here. So it's pretty gone pretty well so far. That's awesome. So like you said, you made the decision like the first of the year that you wanted to go and you wanted to do this on your own. And then by April, you open the doors of the facility. That's pretty impressive. Like it usually takes people a lot longer than four months to like open a business. So props to you. That's amazing. Um, So fitness house, you know, like you, you open this up, you have a fitness background. So tell us what exactly it is that you guys do there kind of give us like your best elevator pitch so we fully understand the business model of of your particular business. So, I mean, the best way I can describe it is, so Fitness House, its slogan is moving with purpose. So a big part of that, I have a massive emphasis on teaching people to move with meaning and purpose and in a way that's going to benefit them throughout their life. And doing so, I have a strong belief that you can't really do that without some form of coaching. Because at the end of the day, you seek a professional because you want their help. And I want to be able to offer everyone a level of coaching, no matter what their price point is. So whether it be through our high intensity classes, which big classes are still only 10 people, or through small group training, there's a price point for everyone to get high touch quality coaching, no matter how much you can afford to pay. So that's something we really want to push forward as well to keep that emphasis and that slogan and motto of moving with purpose so everyone can do that okay I love kind of that um that slogan that you utilize with your clients now this is mostly done in like one-on-one and small group kind of style training so help us understand you know is it just you working in the business do you have a team behind you um you know how many sessions are you guys doing on a normal day paint a picture for us there yeah so for the business itself i'm the only technical employee of the business 
However, I have three other people who are self-employed and they contract in. So they'll do their hours um, and then they get send me an invoice and I pay them that way. Um, also have the luxury of having one of the coaches be a physiotherapist as well. So we have a small room dedicated to uh, rehab and treatments and massages, which is really cool because it's like an in-house experience we can then develop as well because we've all been there. We've trained a client and they've gone, oh, my physios told me to do this. And rather than having to shoot emails back and forth waiting for a response, I can just go to the in-house physio, talk to them directly. So then that path of progression can carry on for the client. To be, for the most part, so we have six large group classes a week um, at the moment, looking to expand it to eight. And then we have four small group training slots at the moment. So this is basically the first stage of our development of Fitness House. Um, so we've just started to progress to that next stage and the second evolution of what it looks like. Most of us are doing between four and eight sessions with a mixture of one-to-one -one classes and small group throughout the week. Quite a lot of it is still one-to-one -one emphasized because of where we've just come from um, as to where we're going to. Um, but yeah, looking at about a diary, a typical week between 50 and 60 sessions being booked. Okay. So 50 to 60 sessions being booked amongst all of your, you know, your trainers. And so with that, you know, something that you mentioned there is you've got six large group classes a week or around there and looking to move to eight and you've got four small group training slots per week. How does a membership work for your clients? You know, if you have clients who are doing the small group clients who are doing the large group, like are there different memberships for that or does their membership give them access to what, whatever they want? Yeah, so there's different tiers of membership. So we have gym and classes, which will be using the gym in their own time, but there is always a workout for them to do, which will be displayed every single day for them to follow. So again, implementing those small coaching cues of being like, okay, you might be there by yourself, but you are following a workout that has a path to progression through it. And it also involves our large group classes. So there's six large group sessions as well. Then we have our tier two membership, which includes one small group training session and access to everything that the other tier of membership also has. So ability to come into the gym by yourself and also access the large group classes. Okay. I, I really appreciate that. Now, you know, to kind of dive in, you know, here to the membership piece, you said you're doing 50 to 60 sessions per week. How many clients do you have in the facility right now? So in terms of in the membership, so we've just, yeah, yeah. we launched yeah. the membership yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've got eight people signed up to it already um, because before that people were paying via packages. So buying packages of four small group sessions or packages of classes. And then when it ran out, they would just buy the next one. But we wanted to create some sort of a reoccurring revenue system. So by introducing this membership stream, we're able to transition the members that were on packages over to a consistent revenue um, and a direct debit to kind of give us a little bit more security as well. Okay. I like that. I think that it's really, really smart. You know, when we have these kind of group training memberships like that, a lot of times the the reoccurring memberships, that's like what's able to pay our overhead. And then the personal training and things like that, it's just icing on the cake that we can add to, you know, the revenue of the business. 
Um, so, you know, with the membership side of things, it sounds like that's an area that you guys are looking to kind of grow. What are some of the things that you're doing to get new faces in the front door to grow those memberships? So we initially used a lot of referral, but word of mouth, it can either go one of two ways. Either people are really proactive and with helping you out, or sometimes it can kind of be lost in communication a little bit. So we're just launching some localized campaigns to kind of target businesses in the local area. So just down the road from us, we've got a law firm. So we've made contact with them to approach them about having some sort of a corporate deal with them to help get a slight influx of memberships in through that way and just localized advertisements. So doing like the leaflet run as well, going into small businesses, handing things out, um, just getting exposure out there, offering our services to whoever we can as much as we can. And then also your typical um, social media advertising and Google, Google advertising as well. Yeah. So, you know, the referrals word of mouth, you kind of hit it spot on, like, you know, either people are really proactive with it or they're just not, there's a lot of ebbs and flows to it. And from a business standpoint, like the worst possible thing for us is like not being able to predict how we're going to grow every single month. And with word of mouth and referrals, there's absolutely no way for us to predict it. We could have like a huge event and invite tons of people and that not get us any members at all. Um, and it's, that's, what's really tricky. Now, when it comes to social media, Facebook, Instagram are the big ones right now in 2022. That is the best way for us to grow our business. Um, are you guys running, you know, digital ads on those platforms? Are you doing all organic? Kind of what does your um, presence in those areas look like? Yeah, so we're, again, in the process of starting our digital campaign by paying for advertisement, basically, um, via Facebook, Instagram, and Google. Um, so we i'm currently going using the process of having a external agency helping us with our marketing and um, to kind of boost our performance levels and kind of fine tune and get people through the doors because again it's the algorithm's constantly changing and you just don't really have an idea of what that one thing that's going to be really popular versus not because sometimes you post something post a reel and you get hundreds of thousands of views and hundreds of likes you post something a couple of days later and it's just a complete drop and it's not the same. So we thought, well, I thought personally, I'm not an expert in this. So I want someone from the outside. So who does know what is going on with those sort of things to come and benefit and help us. Yeah. I think that that's a really smart decision when it comes to marketing, advertising, like, you know, we're not experts. So outsourcing that and finding somebody who is an expert is sometimes the best decision to help us, you know, really blossom. Um, are you working with, you know, an, a local agency? Like, where did you find this company? And like, how do you know that that's going to be the best fit for your business? Yeah, so the agency that I'm using is actually one that got referred to me by one of my friends who also has a training studio. Okay. Um, and it's only about 10 minute drive from where my studio is. So it's quite a localized um, company. And he's got very good, good results from it got some members in, got some clients in to help to a point where he was able to offload some clients to a trainer so he could take a little step back as well. Um, so I thought I'll give it a go. And I'm under the big impression of you don't know if it's going to work until you try it. So unless I try it and give it a go, I'm never going to find out if it actually benefits me or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a very smart point of view there. 
uh, you know, a lot of people are really afraid of the idea of actually trying marketing because they're like, well, it's going to spend, it's going to cost money. I don't want to spend money unless I know that I'm going to make money. Um, but you know, we have to like try things if we, you know, want to get, uh, some sort of return on investment eventually. Um, okay. So next question that I have for you here, and I like to ask this question on the podcast, cause I think it's relatable for us to not only talk about the things that we're doing that are working, but also like the challenges, the bottlenecks, the things that keep us up at night as business owners. So for you kind of like, what's that one thing that you're still trying to like work on and figure out when it comes to the business itself? How to utilize my time in the best way possible. Um, it's, Going from just being a PT, where you walk in, you do your train your clients, you do what you need to do, and then going home and that being it. So now having to basically have an overview of everything that's going on within a business is a complete shift in mindset. Um, so for a long time, like if there was 15 minutes in between a gap of training clients, I'll just sit there and relax and kind of be like, oh, gosh, this is a long day. Um, but now I'm starting to realize those small 15 minutes are actually really important to help create habit and routine. If you can do something in those 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes where you don't have to do something when you have a larger gap. Because what we do is obviously we have to adapt it around other people's lifestyles. So yeah. often pattern is early morning, late evenings. And during the day, you often have quite a few hours gap. So in that time, I want to be creating content for the social media, going outside and handing leaflets out if that's needed to be done. But for a long time, I was finding myself sat at my desk on my computer, doing the admin, doing my P&Ls and all that sort of stuff, sorting out my invoices, where I thought actually sorting out invoice, I can do that in 15 minutes. And if I've got four invoices, I've got four 15 minute slots, so I can just do it then. That gives me more time later on in the day to utilize it for other things. Yeah, I understand that. <clears throat> I understand that fully. Um, and so, you know, wh when you're a business owner, it is hard to kind of create that balance with your time. Like what, what would be the best use of my time? And how do I, how do I divide myself? Cause like you are training clients, you still have to work on the business and you want to work on the growth of the business. What I see a lot of times on this podcast, like talking to gym owners everywhere is like, it, they're so caught up in the day-to-day -day of their business, like training clients that they have no time to work on the business at all. And then their business is failing because of that. But it sounds like at least you are making some time to work on those things that are much needed, such as like P&L statements and things like that. Um, but, you know, creating that balance and that schedule will come with time. And also like, as you grow and scale, you'll probably get more help, more trainers, and then it will be easier for you to create that balance. Um, so ideally here, you know, you could have a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business came true. You'd reach them all. What would that picture look like for you? So in an ideal world, we'd have a bigger facility, but for the facility that we currently have, the end goal is to have 60 members on either tier one or tier two um, packages and memberships to have our small group slots filled to the point where we can start to offer more. Our classes have regular um, attendance of 75% because at the moment it's about 60 to 70% depending on the class. And the ability to take a step back and to go, actually, I can go on holiday for a week now 
and not come back to worrying. I need to work twice as hard to make up for me taking a week off. Yeah. So you want the ability to kind of be able to enjoy your life on top of being a business owner. And obviously, at the end of the day, the most important thing is that we stick by our motto and the company image and brand and aspect of moving with purpose never leaves. And that is at the very forefront of everything that we do. And I'm a strong believer that success is important. And people say, oh, I'll do, I'll do anything to make money. I'll be, do anything to be successful. But for me, I personally think that if I lose that integrity and that brand image of moving with purpose, it's not worth the success for me. No, so of course. I, don't, I don't want to be the person that earns millions and millions of, of pounds if everything that I've worked towards and my morals and why I set the business up goes away. So what do you feel like you can do and like really focus on right now to make this vision, you know, for the business a reality? Like where does your focus lie within the current business? Right now it's getting more members in. That's the that's the bottom line of it. We need to get more members in to generate that revenue and to generate that direct debit to give everyone in the business a bit more security as well. Because even as people are self-employed, if there's that regular stream of people coming in, that's more potential opportunity for them to have more work as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I want to say like, I completely relate to you, like in the circumstance where it's like, you know, we have to grow, we have to get more members to create more security. I mean, I think that that's where I was in May of 2020 when we were, we had a very short lockdown period here in Florida. Like it was like two months, which is crazy, but we were able to reopen. And, um, you know, I was, we had about 150 members, but our overhead is like crazy high. It wasn't enough for us to be able to, you know, pay our staff really well and be able to do the things that we wanted to do. So it was like, we have to we have to grow. We have to figure out what to do. And so I can really relate to you there and just know that like, there's a hole at the end of that tunnel. You're going to grow. You're going to get new faces in the front door. And then like, you know, a year or two down the road, you're going to look back and be like, dang, you know, I made that happen. Um, where can our listeners go to find you online? What is your social media handle for the, for the gym? Um, you know, if they're interested in seeing what it is exactly that you do, I know some people are really visual when it comes to, you know, like listening to this, they want to be able to actually find you. So on Instagram, it's at fitness underscore house underscore official. Okay. Um, same as our Facebook page. It's just fitness house for our Facebook page. Um, and then we also have our website, which is www.fitness-house.co.uk. Awesome. And that's where everything is. Um, and then also my personal one where I kind of do a bit more of my online coaching, which is still part of the business to try and get a bigger reach. Um, and that's Lorenz Amadeus PT. Awesome. Excited to check it out myself. Thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. Um, and listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, hit subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. 
You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Sam from Saltwater Wellness and Island Fit in East Point, Florida. Welcome to the show, Sam. How are you today? I am doing good. I'm doing well, and it's actually St. George Island, Florida. We just don't, we aren't incorporated, so it doesn't show okay. up as a real town, but we're a, we're a little island on the Forgotten Coast in Florida. Um, super cool area, really natural, pretty beaches. Okay, love that, yes. Okay, um, and then you have been open since 2020, is that correct? Or the brick and mortar side? The brick and mortar side of my business has been open since 2020, but I actually started Island Fit um, in 2012. Uh, I was fresh out of college at Florida State University in Tallahassee, which is almost two hours away, and I was living at the beach part-time. I was like, what can I do to live at the beach? And I really loved mm -hmm. paddleboarding, so I just um, went out and bought a fleet of paddleboards and decided that's where I was going to start. It's going to just be a, a beach girl, and um, so... I teach paddleboard lessons, paddleboard yoga, paddleboard fitness. I got my um, certification in paddleboard fitness, which is really fun. Um, but then just love the area too. So eco tours and all sorts of just anything being on the water. Um, awesome. Yeah. And after that, I was like, well, I really want to be able to teach paddleboard yoga. So I got yoga certified in Hawaii the first round. Um, and that was in 2014 had a baby, went back to Hawaii, got recertified. So now I'm the highest level of yoga teacher. Um, and then in 2020, um, the building became available and I was like, all right, time to have a brick and mortar shop after all, after all these years, let's get this rolling. That's amazing. That's so cool that you're able to pivot from, you know, just a fleet of paddle boards to, you know, still having that side and also having a brick and mortar. So that's amazing. Can't wait to get into how you did that. Um, but first, give us like your elevator pitch of Island Fit, Saltwater Wellness. What services do you offer? How do you describe it to someone who's never been in before? Okay, so basically, since we live in a very seasonal area, my elevator pitch would be probably to a tourist saying, hey, you're coming to St. George Island looking for something to do with your family. You got to get out in the water with me, go paddleboarding, go exploring um, on the bay side. And if you want to come to the beach, if being on the water is not your thing, come to beach yoga. That's, you know, I offer that three times a week. If you're missing your uh, gym, wherever you're at at home, come join me for a fitness class in the studio. Or if uh, sand is not your thing, you can come to yoga in the studio as well. So uh, we kind of have a little bit of everything, um, quite the entrepreneurial spirit here. On top of that, I'm a um, certified captain with the Coast Guard. And so we do charters. <laughs> uh, it kind of all just like goes together here. And I book my dad and my husband, both charter captains. So it's just like, we offer whatever you want to do when you come to the Forgotten Coast. Um, we're going to get you out in the water, make sure you enjoy the area and just have the best possible vacation. You do it all. And you're a mom. I have to ask in a little bit, like your organization's <laughs> strategies. But yeah, before so we get I have a, yeah, a one-year-old and a four-year-old um, and a 13-year-old stepson, all boys. So it's just me and all my boys. That must be so fun though to like grow up on the coast like that. So that sounds awesome. How, if I was to come to Forgotten Coast, how would I know about you and your services? How do you market to, to tourists? 
You know, so here, since we do have such a small community, a lot of people, honestly, it's the free platform, Facebook. <laughs> we have a St. George Island uh, group and I've put out posts on there. And honestly, it's a lot of people who have come to me before. If somebody asks a question like, what do you, what do you do? It's my first time coming. They will respond for me. So just really, you know, having that great, um, client relationship has been super beneficial for me. If you're coming to the area, yes, you'll see flyers, you'll see different things like that. Um, a lot of people also in the beginning of my business, I had a little YouTube channel that was on the local TV station called Stand Up With Sam. I did cute little things like paddleboard fishing and shelling. And some people still call me to this day from those videos um, from 10 years ago saying, hey, I saw that you went shelling and you offer shelling trips. Yeah, we do that. I saw that you do paddleboard fitness. I want to come, uh, my wife wants to do paddleboard yoga and we want to go out fishing and it's, it's just all kind of cohesive works together since, um, we have a really small Island, <laughs> there's not that many options. So that works out to my benefit, honestly. Um, but a huge amount of tourists do visit here. Gotcha. How do you in the off season, um, keep the gym full? How do you target to like locals? So my, I just really make sure that I'm asking my local and it's mainly ladies this time of year and oftentimes they're retired because the, the local community is a lot of people who have come down here from um, whatever city they lived in to retire uh, and make sure that I'm offering them what they want and I ask them on a a daily basis, you know, uh, how is this class doing for you? How, how is that class doing for you? And then they honestly tell their friends, you know, of course the website helps, of course, um, you know, ab advertising always does help, but due to the fact that we live in a remote area, it very much can be a, a personal relationship with these people. Definitely. Yeah. That's definitely a unique, unique situation. You're in a very like small town, very like seasonal clientele. Um, do you have staff that help you in the gym? Do you have other trainers or? Yeah, I, I, you know, it was a really, um, really cool beginning to start out in the brick and mortar. It was, you know, my good friend, my business partner who helped acquire the whole building, Lynette, who got us going and was like, you know, you, I, I've heard you want wanted a studio. Let's do this. Let's do the gym. Let's do the spin. Let's do it all. The uh, studio portions, the one that really took off with the fitness classes and the yoga classes. Um, and it was in 2020. I had a baby in 2021. So while we we're getting started, getting everything fixed up, getting everything going, I was pregnant. And then that whole first year of business, I was not even um, teaching classes myself. I had a good friend uh, come down who actually had lost a gym during the, the COVID pandemic. Um, so I was sympathetic with her, but she was also being able to give me a lot of great advice, a lot of be able to be here physically, teach classes, um, a lot of her equipment I was able to buy. So again, another one of those things where the universe just was conspiring for me and, and things began to come together. So she was a blessing to help out. And then um, from there, the local ladies that were into fitness and wanted to teach classes came down and began to teach. My dad, Captain Dan, also teaches. He's a major fitness guy. So that's kind of where I got my background in um, staying really healthy and just being athletic in general. Um, so yeah, I had to have people to run the business and to run the classes while I was, you know, first year uh with the baby with baby number two rain oh my gosh that's yeah sounds like a lot going on at once 
and in 2020 like how did you handle the pandemic what was it like there in like a tourist town? huge like we are I was thinking what am I doing I'm going to open a gym in 2020 when everybody else is losing their gyms they're losing their jobs they're losing their business they're losing their loved ones whatever it is that pandemic you know um was kind of like what is going on I had just really had to tune in to my intuition and just take the opportunity um as it came available and say okay just trusting the universe trusting that things were going to get better um and just having faith so I think being very optimistic also just working with um you know getting comfortable being uncomfortable a lot of fitness people gym people um people into manifestation can get on board with that you can get a little bit comfortable being uncomfortable so you can growth just trust that the outcome is going to turn out in our favor definitely I think as an entrepreneur that's like 90% of it you just have to take the leap and and just have faith in yourself and that it's everything's going to work out so totally agree with you there going forward what are your goals with the business you know, so um, I, I just feel so blessed to have everything that I do have already being able to be outside with the paddle boards on the beach with the beach yoga to have the studio and to be able to modify. So the goal was, you know, to have a gym, to have the spin, to have the studio, and we actually had to modify and scale back down. Um, so it's not actually about growing right now, but sustaining and being able to offer what I want to offer and have and live the life that we want to live, you know, here on the, on the Forgotten Coast. So um, I'd like to have more community involvement, you know, and possibly since we do have the bar space, maybe even ballet classes or art classes or whatever, be able to use the space um, for wellness. That is saltwater wellness, you know, and improve the quality of life of the community. And that's always been a big passion of mine to be able to have, um, more community involvement and education, that kind of things in the wellness sphere. You know, a lot of people from out of town that come visit here, they're used to it. They have a lot more access to um, education, other mindsets and things like that. Down here in the Forgotten Coast, it's very small and very sheltered. So um, just being able to uh, spread wellness um, throughout the community, big, big passion of mine. Definitely. Yeah. How do you plan to get the word out to the community about, you know, those more wellness activities that you plan to add? Well, like I said before, a lot of it is just getting it in place and putting it out there and talking to people. Um, we are very fortunate to be in such a small community to say, hey, you come to the studio and come, come to a class with me. Um, get into get into wellness, get into that commitment to yourself and to your mindset, to your body and to making things better for you in your life. So, um, a lot of my, uh, a lot of it's word of mouth, me talking to people in general. Um, but also again, if, as far as marketing, Facebook flyers, those kind of things are super helpful, of course. Um, you know, and the more people that do get involved, it's like, uh, I guess, common psychology. It's like to be able to have people in classes in which we do post pictures of them enjoying their classes, that this, that the other draws more people in, you know, it's that momentum kind of factor there. 
Yeah. As far as social media goes, you mentioned Facebook and Facebook groups. Do you do anything as far as like paid advertising on social media or has it all been organic? For us, it's all been organic. Um, I haven't really felt the urge or the need to do paid advertising. It would be something to look into. Um, but for my business being where I am remote and also just, you know, not just to be honest, not having much competition <laughs> is really, really helpful. You know, so I'm the only yoga studio, the only wellness center, um, one of the only paddleboard vendors, one of, one of a kind here. Um, you know, not to say I have the monopoly and that nobody else can do what I do, but um, also just being organic and authentic in my message, I feel like helps bring people to my business. Definitely. Okay, so let's go back to how busy you are as a person <laughs> and oh. how, how do you find um, time for everything? How do you time manage? How do you stay organized with your clients, your kids, your personal life? What are some methods that have helped you? I have a horrible short memory. <laughs> so I write it all down. I have a planner. It's my book. I keep it with me. I put my charters in it. I put my paddleboard lessons in it. I write down that I have beach yoga this day, that day, the other, whatever appointments the children have. It all gets written down. I have it right here. We're on Zoom so you can see my planner, all of my notes, everything. And that's kind of um, what I live. If I lose it, I feel so lost. I'm like, what it was, what do I have going on? I cannot remember anything. <laughs> so I put it all down. And if it's down on there, then I know it's scheduled in. You know, it, it's going to happen if it gets written down. So uh, that's a big thing for me is write it down. I don't use the cell phone for the uh, Google meetings or whatever. Put it in your calendar that just, you know, I really need to have it written down to see it make sure it happens gotcha how do you communicate with with your coaches then if it's on on paper do you guys have a way to communicate oh, yeah. so, so, I mean of course I have all of their phone numbers and this at the other we okay. we do have a nice scheduling system um on you know on our website that lets them know when people are signing up and how many people are signing up this at the other um but I'll, I'll text them or call them we have open line of communication um, and because, you know, it, it's just me and, and them, they can let me know, you know, hey, what, what's happening here? This client did this, that, the other. It's all just, you know, um, making sure you respond professionally immediately, you know. That's yeah, definitely. I was thinking in such like a small community, retention must be pretty important because, you know, it's a small community. You can't like lose 10 people. 10 people aren't moving there constantly. How do you keep people long term? How do you keep people engaged? You know, we keep it mixed up. You know, I, I, like I said, we find out what they like. And I ask in the beginning of every one of my classes, whether you're a tourist here just visiting or, or not, how are you feeling today? What's going on in you and your body? And I think this is part of, you know, the yoga instructor in me too. It's like, I need to know, um, are you injured? This, that, the other, how are you feeling? What is your body craving? And also just being in the space, being able to work with people, you learn to read people and what they're needing. Like today, the class seems like it needs a little bit more energetic it's cold outside. Let's move faster. Um, today, we had a really hard workout on Monday. Majority of the people came to Monday's workout class. So today, we're taking it a little bit easier to let those muscles kind of um, heal up a little bit or working, targeting a different area. If we worked legs, then we'll work back, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, and, and then also 
that's because I teach a lot of the classes as well, but knowing what my, my instructors are teaching, you know, like, okay, they did aerobics with Tammy yesterday. Today, they're going to do sculpt yoga with me, that kind of thing. And, and some of these people, they come, a lot of the people, they come every single day, you know, so you get to know, and if you haven't seen them in a while and you give them a really killer workout, you want to make sure they come back. <laughs> you don't want to kill people every single class, you know, so it, yeah, it's about finding what they want. Definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. You have to pay attention to people's needs. And it sounds like you have a good grasp on your community um, and a good read on them and what they like and enjoy. So I think that's super important too. Um, as far as like future plans, again, I like to ask this question. If you were to wave a magic wand and tomorrow the business is exactly where you want it to be, what would it be like? What does it look like? So to wave a magic wand and the business is exactly where I want it to be. Um, it is running super smoothly, um, more passively, more on autopilot, you know, which would allow me to have more time outside of um, the business, that's kind of thing. And that's kind of what we're working towards as well. It's, you know, my intentions when I started the wellness studio is not to run myself ragged, not to um, get stressed out. I, I wanted this brick and mortar portion of the business to just be as lucrative and fluid as possible. So ideally that's the way it is. Now there's always hiccups, you know, when you're running your own business, there's always something that needs to be done, whether it's the bathrooms need to be cleaned or the sign needs to be painted or whatever it is, you know, there's always something to be done. But um, one way I really deal with this is by also just knowing that if you're a really busy person, it means you have a lot of passion. You know, thinking of it as not being overwhelmed, but I am very passionate about multi things in my life, whether it be being on the water, being outside on beach yoga, having a good clientele in my studio, um, getting fishing trips for my family, whatever it may be, it's because you have passion, you know? So just continuing that passion in my business, in my life, having it um, all flow, that's the yoga instructor in me too, the, being in that flow state, you know? So I feel like a lot of this came into fruition because of my faith and trust that things are going to be okay and things are going to be good, you know? So I'm like, oh, you guys can interview me, but I will probably talk to you about manifestation and the law of traction and <laughs> how things just work out. Um, and I just all that believing they do. And, you know, when things don't work out, so when the, um, you know, we're currently closing the spin portion, my spin instructor, um, the one that was here for the the two years of me has to move away so we're downsizing that but you know what when things don't go your way it also open opens doors for new opportunities so now that back room of the building will be able to rent out and so that's going to make um still for a lucrative business just believing yeah. it's all working out for you <laughs> you know Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I could talk about like manifestation and energy all day, <laughs> but I don't think they would like that as the listeners. If they came to the business podcast and I'm like, just talking about manifestation. Because, you know, yeah. the more, the more you manifest money, the more good people that do have money are going to do better things with their money. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you can, you can talk about the logistics of business and money, this, that, or the other, but money is really energy. If you can think about it that way, money can flow to you money. If you are on an energetic level, 
with money, more money is going to come to you. So if you're always in a scarcity mindset, um, things are just not going to turn out for you. If you think that I don't have this or I don't have that, well, you're going to continue to see that you don't have this and you don't have that. And the reason being is because science can prove this. <laughs> what we focus on is what we attract. What we see is going to come into um, our lives. And so that can be, if you see the good part of things, you see that um, the mirror neurons in our brain, the neuroplasticity of our brain is going to focus on what um, we have. So if we feel abundant, we see abundance, then more abundance is coming to us. If we see opening our gym as a struggle, Oh, trust me, it's going to be a struggle. <laughs> um, so, and in yoga, we say, you know, where attention goes, energy flows. And if you need to look more into that, there is actual scientific evidence of that. So uh, I feel like, you know, we always say business this, spirituality this, health this. We put everything into different little segments, but the mind and body is so connected that you have to embrace. You are a piece of nature. Your mind is helping you uh, achieve something for your greater good, whether it be open your gym, whether it be open your business, whether it be um, close down part of your business, whatever it may be, um, just getting clear on what you want and going for it. Absolutely. I feel like every time I've really focused and gotten clear on a goal, like people say, like, write down goals, they're like 10 times more likely to happen. Like every time I've like really wanted something and thought about it, opportunities started to present themselves. Um, and then it's up to you to, you know, say yes to things, but definitely I, I totally agree. Like well, it's absolutely, it's your beliefs too. If you believe that you're going to have something, if you believe in your gym, if you believe you're the type of person that owns a gym and you can begin to embody being that person, then it's going to come to you. If, uh, if your wants, your conscious wants are say, hey, I want a gym, but deep down in your subconscious, you don't believe that you're the type of person that owns a gym, then that's going to, you're going to meet some major brick walls. Um, so being able to be cohesive in your inner beliefs with your outer beliefs are going to be really important. Totally. I totally agree. What would be your biggest piece of advice to someone who, who does want to start a gym? Maybe something that you wish you would have known back in 2012 when you started a business. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, what, what, um, what can't I say? What can't I say here? Um, the biggest piece of advice would be just to tune in, you know, tune in to what you really want. Um, if it's meant for you, it will not pass you. So deciding, you know, and for, for me, you know, the whole overarching thing was gym, spin, and yoga studio. And I really had to narrow down my niche to what was going to benefit me, you know, which was the yoga studio and the fitness studio part of the things and, and not be disappointed when the other things didn't come through. So um, maybe, you know, again, just getting clear on what you want and going for that, not what other people think you should have or you should do. Yes, that's such a good place to wrap things up. That's really good advice. Um, I'm sure our listeners have taken away so much from you in this episode. Um, but before we go, tell us where can we find you? What's your social media? What's your website? 
Oh my goodness. Okay. So all the businesses, I've got a lot of them. Let's yeah, see. I love Instagram. I think Instagram's probably my favorite, you know, um, Facebook, of course, you can always find me there. Um, the paddleboard portion of the business is Island Fit Stand Up Paddleboard and Yoga. You can find that. It's uh, Instagram is Island Fit SGI. Saltwaterwellness.org is our website for the brick and mortar. Um, Saltwater SGI is the Instagram. And if you just want to see me personally and, and get to know me, my Instagram's at StandUpWithSam, all lowercase, all one word. Um, yeah, come visit me on the Forgotten Coast. It's a, a beautiful place and, you know, you can get well into health yes. and well down here. Salt here's the heels of everything, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I need a beach trip soon. So as soon as I can, I'll definitely be visiting. <laughs> um, but thank you so much, Sam, for your time and your contribution to the podcast today. Um, can't wait to see what you accomplished on the road. Um, to, everyone, <laughs> to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lord's podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Mark from Barbell Basics in Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, 100%. Mark, I am very excited to have you here on the podcast to learn more about what you have going on at, at your gym business because we had a conversation before the podcast and it was very intriguing to me. But before we dive into the nitty gritty business side of things, you know, what was the pushing force that got you to become a gym owner? Uh, I remember training at a different gym and getting hurt. Okay. And um, I realized that there wasn't a lot of gyms that focused on form, uh, strength, and progressive overload. And I said to myself, this is kind of important. So while I was sitting in my bed in pain, I uh, couldn't walk for almost a week because of the injury. Uh, I started studying about lifting and I came across uh, starting strength and I decided that that was going to be my career change. So I went from doing IT to started training people. I made enough money that I could buy a single rack and I subleased. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how the gym started with one rack and one bar and a couple of weights. And now here we are today with five squat racks. Is that correct? 
five squat racks, um, three highly expensive benches, um, multiple bars, and a whole time more weight. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, a lot of progress there um, so far in the business. So, you know, for the listeners and myself, so we can gain a better understanding of who you are and what it is that you do. Why don't you give us your elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer and who do you serve? I serve anyone who has the uh, capacity um, to want to do hard things. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, elevator, my elevator pitch is life is hard, get stronger. Okay. So what kind of services do you offer in terms of group classes, personal training? What does that look like for your business? It's a hybrid of personal training and group classes. Everyone has an individual system that they're going to be working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on what their progress is. Okay. However, it will be in a group environment where you get encouraged by the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am the head trainer, so I will work with you on an individual basis, making sure that your lifts are good, making sure you're making proper progress, and make, and also asking you questions about diet, uh, nutrition, and sleep. Okay. So it's like a hybrid hybrid thing there. So it's personal training in group. And as we said before, the podcast is about six people per class. Well, well, four to six people. Um, so with those two services, I'm curious here, you know, where you're at with business right now, how many people are you serving at your gym business? Um, in December is a little bit less just because people are going on vacations. However, during the year, it can be anywhere between 30 and 40 clients. Okay, so 30 and 40 clients just with yourself or are there other trainers in the facility as well? As of right now, I am the sole trainer. Okay, so 30 to 40 clients right now. Is that somewhere you want to stop at in terms of membership base or do you eventually want to see some new faces come in and ultimately grow the business? So my next uh, particular goal is to train someone to be another me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at getting an intern, um, teach them the program and have them as a helper in the gym and then get to the point where that person can become a trainer, take on their own clients. Um, so that that's the immediate um, goal for the upcoming year. Um, but so no, the answer would be no. I'd like to get to the point where um, this particular gym is uh, serving over 50 people. And once that happens and that I'm making the um, capital that I'd like, I'd like to start a second gym and do the same thing. Okay. So ultimately you want to duplicate this gym model that you have in the future. That's correct. Okay. So based on where you're at right now, what's the timeline of getting that second location intact? Uh, I guess um, the gym only started in 2019. Um, October, so right before COVID. So I kind of tell people that the gym really started in 2021, um, just because dealing with COVID, it, it was a setback. Um, yeah, that it was a I struggle. Still, yeah, but I stubbornly got through it. Um, I would say that probably within the next two years, I would like to start my second gym. I think mm-hmm. once the second gym is started, starting a third and fourth will be a lot easier. Um, yeah, because once you get that momentum going and the cash flow into the businesses, you're able to just use that money and put it into a other location, hire people, maximize it. 
Exactly. I think with this particular gem, um, the, this new way of doing things, and I said before the podcast, I've never seen anyone do it like this, but it actually has worked very well. It's a system that needs the kinks to be ironed out. I kind of tell people that I want to be, I want to have a system that is as adequate and as efficient as going through the Chick-fil-A checkout. Chick-fil-A checkout has one of the most efficient checkouts. I want someone to be able to come in, get a good workout in, but also uh, be as efficient as possible. So that's still a program that I am trying to work with. Once I have that program set up the way that I want it, I'll be able to duplicate it, teach it, um, and then implement it in another gym. Okay. Yeah. So I want to dive right into the marketing side of things here, Mark. So what have you utilized so far to get your current members into your facility? Um, Google has been very helpful. Um, a normal Google page, you search for a gym near you and my gym will um, come up if you're in the 27606 area. Um, the most important thing has been word of mouth. Always. Word of Any mouth. Any kind of business word of mouth. Word of mouth has been very useful. And then myself, um, I stay in shape so that when people look at me, it's like, oh, you look like you've been at the gym. And my answer is always, I own the gym. Hmm. And then that's how conversations get set. So I go to different parties, different events, karaoke, um, go to bars, go to clubs, give out my uh, card, walk up to people. Um, I go to different people's churches. People will ask me questions. I have business cards. Um, I walk, I talk, and I look the part. And hmm. Which I is always important. Um, very. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So since you did mention that you eventually want to get more members into this facility and, you know, potentially get into a second location, I'm curious, how has the word of mouth worked so far in terms of consistently, well, consistency? So, so how many people normally come in the door per month in terms of leads? Um, I get about two to three new clients per month. Okay. So um, two to three paying clients? That's correct. Okay. So is that good for you or do you want to bring some more members in? Um, actually, no. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to have too many new people coming in, in at once. Mm -hmm. um, there is an environment that I'd like to sustain. And when a new person comes in, they need to get acclimated to that environment. So if mm -hmm. I have too many new people coming in all at once, um, it can kind of distort the environment because a lot of people won't know what, what's going on or what they're doing. And like I said, as right now, since I am the sole um, provider, it makes it, it's a longer journey for a brand new person. Mm -hmm. you know, it takes about where one person can come in, in an hour and 30 minutes. It takes a new person um, an hour and 30 minutes just to learn one or two lifts properly. Mm -hmm. So it takes a little bit more time. Usually a person does not feel comfortable with lifts until after about uh, a few sessions or so. Yeah. 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 So it's definitely like a time thing here. Like, of course you want to serve more people, but if you're not able to handle it, then why bring in new people? Cause then that would, you know, leave a, a bad name, but the business, so you want to make sure that the members right now are taken care of. Right. That's correct. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, have you ever, well, okay. Let's just say you have the second location coming up soon, or you bring in a trainer for this current location. 
Have you ever considered paid advertising on social media or have you ever, or have you just completely stayed away from that side of marketing? Um, I have considered it. Um, I did a, uh, neighborhood magazine, but it was very expensive and it did not yield what was expected. Yeah. Cause I expected something. I got nothing. So, uh, um, I am so on like Facebook and Instagram. Have you ever gone uh, into that? Yeah, I am. I am uh, working with Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I'm going to start trying to make some more content for those. I'm actually mm-hmm. working with a couple of friends um, that want to help me kind of build, put content together. Yep. Um, so yeah, um, I think Instagram and Facebook and even TikTok are avenues that I have looked in and have seriously considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because let's just be real here. The day and age that we live in, everybody is on social media. I mean, there's, I believe it's 1 billion users on Instagram every single month. And that's mm-hmm. crazy. So like, why wouldn't you be on there, right? My goodness. Um, so I do have a question for you here because it does sound like the membership base is a little capped there because of the time. Right. But, you know, there's three ways to basically grow a gym business. The first one is getting more members. The second one is maximizing each member. So having them pay you more money. And the third one is keeping them for longer. So retention out of those three, I'm curious, you know, going into 2023 in Q1, what's your main focus? Retention. Okay. So why is that? Because if you are focused on retention, then you become a client first, not money mm-hmm. first. If you become client first, uh, more people come in. Mm-hmm. And when you are so focused on just trying to make money, um, you lose the quality of the service. And the quality of the service, if it works, if it works well, people will talk about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's so- what I has been mo- most helpful. Okay. Yeah. So what do your, well, actually, what do you, what do your systems look like for the retention process? What do you have in place right now to keep your members for the long term? Uh, communication, um, being very open to schedule changes and then giving honest feedback. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll tell people, okay, that squat didn't look good. Let's do it again. Um, I'll send people text messages saying, Hey, did a great job today. Um, I offer people, um, recipes um you know to easily like cook something if they're not used to cooking mm-hmm. um i l- allow people to ask me questions outside the gym i get text messages all the time so just being um present for the yeah. client yeah and showing you know your clients that you actually care and not just being there for the dollar sign right uh just between you and me and everyone else who's going to be listening to this podcast there are some clients who um weren't able to pay and i still tell them you know you come in and we'll deal with that later because the amount of time that I've already put into you is worth more to me right now than your ability to pay. And what usually happens is they feel a certain ownership of the gym. Mm-hmm. And when they can't, they'll talk to people and say, Hey, you know, great gym. This guy's been really helping me out. So like I said, being as much client focused as possible, I think that has grown the gym. Cause when I first started, I had maybe five clients. Mm-hmm. And after COVID, um, I was working with almost 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. And when people couldn't pretty pay. Pretty big jump there. Yeah. Yeah. When people couldn't, couldn't pay, I was like, don't worry about it. So I just don't, don't worry about it. You just come in. We'll work out. We'll, we'll focus on getting you strong. And I think that type of 
honesty with a client and them being honest with me has yielded great progress for me. Okay. So I'm going to ask another question. And I always like to ask this because it gets not only me and the listeners thinking, but also you thinking, what do you think is the biggest bottleneck right now in your business that is keeping you from getting to that next level? Um, Hmm. That's a good question. If you had asked me that question about a year ago, I was going to—I would have probably told you, uh, "Well, we're going through COVID right now, so," and a lot of people were kind of scared of the gym. I think now it's a mixture of people still slightly hesitant to be around other people, Mm -hmm. Uh, and also, you know, I went from being an IT person to a business owner. Um, There are still a lot of aspects of business that are still new to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like learning. Um, so I think right now the bottleneck is just scheduling, um, how to schedule, making sure that there's enough time for everybody. And again, and I think I said this before that the the very next thing I'm looking at is having a helper, scheduling someone um, to be that helper and then training them to be the next me mm-hmm. so that um, because no matter how strong you are, there's certain weights you can't lift. And the more clients I have, the harder it is uh, to do my job. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the main bottleneck for right now. So having other trainers will alleviate alleviate that bottleneck. And then space will be the next bottleneck. There's it's a small gym. Mm-hmm. So once I feel like I've maximized the space with the enough equipment uh, and with enough clients, it'll be time for to build an, another gym. Exciting, exciting. So, you know, I'm curious, what is that one piece of advice that you wish you had transitioning from IT to the gym industry and becoming a business gym owner? Do not focus on what you don't have. Utilize what you do. Explain. When I first started, I started with one rack and a bent bar. And I was so, you know, because I was used to coming, I came out of a gym that had everything you needed. Like I came out of another strength gym and I was like, I don't have this. I don't have that. And it was a big focus. And I said, you know what? Fine. I don't have all this stuff, but do what you can with what you have. And I feel like once I decided that that's when things started working out. Awesome, Mark. Well, Mark, I think that's a great place to start to wrap things up here in this episode. But before we sign off, where can our listeners find you on your social medias and your website? As of right now, you can find me on Instagram, um, barbellbasics101. And you can find me at the same link on Facebook. Awesome, Mark. Well, thank you for sharing those. And I want to thank you personally here for hopping on the podcast today and, and sharing your knowledge, your story, and all the insights that you have about being a brand new gym owner, basically. Um, and to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and the subscribe button. And if you are interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. 
Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.